Hello, just a quick little note before this one begins. This is kind of a cross post from my new podcast as I'm really not doing the texture show anymore. Uh, as you likely know, if you're still subscribed to this feed that the output was inconsistent at best over the last couple of years and it had really trickled off and sort of represents a time of my life that has come to a close. But, uh, and, and I've started a new show that is called Zeit Heist which is also uh, conversations and interviews and sometimes just me talking. And this thing that you're about to hear is actually one of those episodes that I'm cross-posting here because the content is relevant to this audience, I would tend to think. So um, yeah, this will be the last formal episode of Texture. And there are links in the show notes to how to get to the new show, Heist, which is all about spirituality deep meditation practices, uh, the world of the occult, astrology, tarot, all kinds of things. And it's quite fascinating and interesting, and I'm having a blast doing it. Um, I still run the same Patreon if you'd like to support what I do. If you think what I do is rad and cool and interesting, or you just want to give me some bucks for continuing to do this work in the world and make my art and be able to make a living, then that is wonderful. There's a link to that in the show notes as well. It's the same one I've had for quite some time. So thank you for that. I hope you enjoy this. Um, please come join me at the other show at Zeitheist if that is of interest to you. And otherwise, uh, be well. Take care. Thank you. Okay. I'm talking to Christians today in particular because uh, for one thing, right off the bat, I used to be one of y'all for a lot of years of my life. And this is not a condescending message. This is not a, a hateful message. This is not trying to convert you to something else because I'm not a part of a religion anymore. And um, I'm, not, uh, I'm not, not trying to, to sell or indoctrinate anything at all. What I wanna do is speak from my own experience in that world and just offer uh, that you consider something and take a look at yourself. So, for my time in Christianity, which was of the evangelical Western, uh, you know, American variety, and, and for a chunk of that time also uh, in the Reformed world, but also have kind of been in the Baptist world and the evangelical free world, I mean, you know, they all in some ways run together and are relatively similar at their core. And I suppose this applies to Catholics that to some degree, but Catholics are mostly just kind of lapse and don't, you know, kind of do what they want, you know, as a, that's a broad stroke. But so in Christianity, especially in these reformed churches, it's so, uh, heady and theological. It's all based on these, you know, these, uh, the pillars, the, these authors, you know, these great theological minds from throughout the, throughout the centuries. And, um, don't get hung up on who's in what theological camp or another. I'm not even going to try to to say the author's names. You know who who comes to mind, and that's fine. Whether from the most shallow to the most incredibly deep and difficult to understand, the John Calvins and the Martin Luthers or Tim Keller. Uh, I'm already naming names. Okay, let's get out of that. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Whoever comes to mind for you when it's Christian authors or all that. These guys always love books. You know, you walk into these pastor's offices and it's just rows and rows of books, just these huge tomes of literature, you know, commentary on the scriptures, like 
a 800 page book that's just about the you know Galatians or something um you know these giant commentaries and these that that break down every single word in scripture and commentary on oh the bible in hebrew uh, the old testament in hebrew the the new testament in its original greek and every possible word and syllable and every translation and all that and the funny thing is is that a lot of churchgoers at least the ones that i knew over the course of 26 years first of all a lot of them have never even read the entire bible front to back in their native language now that's not a judgment that's not a condemnation or a condescension. I didn't read the whole damn thing um, either. And yet it's so funny how many people are hinging their entire life and proselytizing to others in their life based upon a belief system, uh, the, the root text of they themselves have not even read all the way through. Plenty of them have. Plenty of them have. That's fine. But it's just, just notice that. So... Christians, these guys, um, you know, and I'd go to these men's breakfasts and these, you know, men's coffees, tr retreats or whatever. And I know these sort of things exist for women. Don't don't get hung up on the gender, whatever. It's it's just saying that's very much in the Christian world. Let's get together. Let's do our Bible study during the week on Wednesday night. You know, let's go to each other's houses and read this little passage and like talk about what it means to us. Let's talk about this psalm and like what it evokes and what it makes us feel about God and how it makes us feel and all that. Okay, and so a lot of Christians have a bunch of books, whether theological or, or spiritual self-help or whatever it may be that they've been meaning to read or that they have read a lot of. Let's say, let's say for sake of argument that you had, if you are a Christian that, I, that is watching this right now, you had all the time in the world and your brain was functioning at perfect capacity. You were able to pay attention and stay focused and retain what you read with perfect clarity. And let's even go so far as to say that you were able to memorize the entire Bible in your native language and memorize it in the original Hebrew and memorize it in the original Greek. And you had that whole thing locked and loaded in here. Plus you'd also read every theological or spiritual book you've ever been meaning to read, the ones that are sitting on your bedside and that are half read, the ones that are sitting on your shelf and that you've been meaning to get to, or you know, if you're the kind of person who maybe orders a new book on Amazon constantly once every week and is like, oh, but there's a new one, there's a new one out. I gotta read this. Oh, that sounds more interesting. That sounds more like where I'm at right now in my life. Uh, da, 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 da. And that's fine. That's fine. I've been there. Let's just say you've read them all. And you've meditated, or uh, pardon me, memorized the entire Bible. Okay, okay. Take that to its umpteenth degree. Take that to the furthest extent. What do you have at the end of doing all that? You've read every book you've ever wanted to. You've memorized the entire scriptures. And you have what? You have a bunch of mental knowledge that is going to die with your physical body. Now, can you use that knowledge to, I don't know, help educate others? Perhaps, yeah, in the, within that belief system, sure. Um, can you use that information to go to little, uh, you know, men's uh, uh, whiskey and worship meetings, you know, where you sit around a fire and, and uh, you know, drink some nice top, 
tier or at least middle tier whiskey and talk about, oh, what this passage means. And actually the original Greek says this, and actually Jesus said this and ta-da-da and toss it back and forth and feel very smart and very, you know, theological and very uh, literate and very, and very educated and, and all that and, and leave the evening feeling like, you got, you know, you got a word in and you got, you helped someone understand a deeper meaning of the, of the book of Philemon or something, you know, that's still all just in the mind, which is an illusion and a delusion. It's still all mental stuff. Is any of that mental knowledge actually taking you deeper in experience of the deity that you propose to believe in. You know, maybe it is. Maybe all that heady knowledge makes you feel closer to God, what you call God, or feel that you have a deeper understanding of the person that you perceive as Jesus. But ultimately, it's still just a bunch of textbooky bullshit that, you know, it's temporary. It's in your brain for now until your brain ages and falls apart and ultimately dies. Now, I'm not even trying to be nihilistic or morbid or macabre, but that is a part of this. And so, you know, I think the thing is, what troubles me is that Christians can get very hung up on mental ideas and hinging an entire belief system, hinging their entire lives and the choices they make and the people they interact with and the way that they move through the world based upon mental ideas only and anecdotal evidence of their experience of their perception of God. You know, um, I'm sure that everyone who claims to be a Christian these days has at least one story of some way in which they feel that uh, God quote unquote showed up in their life or that some sort of synchronicity happened or some sort of miracle came through for them. They experienced something near death or out of body or a moment in which um, they were in danger, in danger and they ended up being saved, saved from, from trouble or, or harm in some way. And yeah, I'm not discounting any of that, any of that. But the thing is, is that um, to believe, to hinge one's entire life on this belief in, um, you know, the sort of father God of the Old Testament and the son of God, Jesus Christ, from the New Testament, who, according to this belief system, uh, came to die so that the sins of everyone uh, who believes would be covered, would be saved, would be forgiven. So there's, there's more, there's tangents on that that I won't go into right now, but I just want to point out that it's like, you won't know if that is the real thing or not. You won't know if that is the ultimate truth of everything until you're dead. That's the only confirmation you have because God is not um, speaking to you audibly. God is not showing up in your bedroom in visible form. Um at least not for most people. And, you know, to hinge yourself upon this is going, I put so much trust that, yeah, when this uh, consciousness leaves my body, I am certain that I believe the right things and that I'm going to 
meet uh, Jesus or God or whoever it is, and that I've I've believed the right, believed the right things, prayed the right prayers, asked for forgiveness, and so the sort of checklist of this lifetime is done. And I would just propose that um, that's that's a lot to to hinge one's life upon, and. Um, you know, I'm not even trying to be unkind or cruel by introducing doubt. I only want you to consider that for yourself. And that, um, is that a wise way to, to operate? Is that the only way to operate? And is that worth um, betting everything upon? You know, I think that something that troubles me about the the ideologies of, of Christianity, the sort of the dogma or the core beliefs or the interpretation of the main text is that an, another thing I want you to consider for yourself is like, where does your interpretation of the Bible actually come from? You know, and you could, it, it might be easy to say, well, this is what the text says and this is what God means by it because God spoke through these men and women throughout history to write these things down inspired by the Holy Spirit and uh we interpret these for our daily lives like i get it man i've been there i i used to to think that too um but i i would bet that a lot of your framework for what those passages actually mean has come from um primarily men at a church pulpit telling you what it means you know taking their interpretation of a scripture which was ultimately, uh, you know, they learned that from other books written by primarily men, written by men who took their account from men before them. And, and, and there are some women in there, of course, there are women pastors, there are women authors, but let's be honest, it's been mostly a bunch of swinging dicks, okay, who have sort of carried the torch of this thing. And, um, you know, it's just it's easy to get really caught up or, or especially if this has been programmed into you from a young age, if this has been reiterated to you from a young age of like, this is what this means. This is what God said. This is how to interpret these passages. And um, here's who we, who these biblical figures were. Uh, this part was literal. This part was metaphorical. Uh, this part was a dream or a vision. And this part actually happened. This part is history. This part is poetry. This part, we don't really know what this is. Let's just not really look at that over there. Um, you know, where does all the interpretation of that stuff come from? Mostly it has been told to you. Mostly it's been told to you, hasn't it? Um, I'm sure there are cases that are exemptions of that. And people who have only read these texts and come up with their own interpretations. But it's just like, be careful what you hinge your life upon if you haven't come to those conclusions for yourselves, and I'm speaking from experience here, you know, for years I, I would go around and have a, an extremely closed-minded uh, way of thinking about the world and a very closed-minded view, a very limiting view of who people were, of what was okay and what wasn't okay, of which people were sinful and living in sin, and which people were like... Uh, I don't even know what the term is, redeemed or something, I, you know, and, and I sort of cringe to say that, but it's like so much of my framework came from listening to pastors, listening to these 
uh, sermons, reading these books and, and going like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. That matches up sort of with what I've already been told. And then I read the scriptures in this way and it reiterates that idea. And so I keep operating in the world as if this is true and did that for years and was really judgmental, um, of a lot of people and really close-minded and really actually kind of um, disgusting and, and terrible in my thinking because I had been limited by a mindset that was built by a bunch of really ignorant men. And I hung on to that until that all fell apart. And what an incredible gift it was that it fell apart because I realized that all the things outside of that world, outside of the Christian world, outside of Christian history and theology and the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the apostles and the Old Testament stories, um, that there is incredible uh, freedom, there's incredible mystery and intrigue and a bunch of wild, amazing things to experience and explore. But that when one is inside of that system, they say um, all other religion is heresy and that there is only one true God and that don't read these other things, don't educate about your other, these things, don't, don't educate yourself, don't look at these things and definitely don't live in a worldly way because uh, that is against God's law and that's sin and um, it will lead you down a road of, of it'll lead you astray, brother that, you know what, brother, that road's going to lead you astray, you know? And it's just like, dude, well, yeah, doesn't that sound a little bit like kind of a rigged system to make sure the the people, the peasants, the ones who are not in the positions of leadership and control and authority, uh, make sure the little sheep don't ever go looking outside of the, the pen, you know, because they're, hmm, maybe, maybe there's something out there that they shouldn't find because they'll realize that Truth is out there outside the pen. So we have to say, uh, stay in the pen, stay within the cage, stay safe, stay right in here, stay right in here. We'll make you some, we'll make you some Christian novels and some really bad Christian TV and movies and some really shitty Christian music that is 10 years behind the rest of the music industry. And make sure all your friends are just Christian, Christian, Christian too, and go to your Bible study and read your little women's books about, you know, drawing closer to God. And um, make sure your whole existence is wrapped up with this safe stuff so we can keep you safe. Because the big scary world out there is owned by the devil. You know, I mean, dude, my friend, my sweet friend, let me tell you. Um, if you are resonating with any of this and you find yourself still within that way of thinking and still perhaps um, convinced of or clinging to Christian ideas. Uh, if, if you're intrigued by what else is out there in the world as far as other ways of thinking, even other religions, sure, look at them, read about them, find out, like just explore. It's fine, it's fine. I used to think it was heresy too. I used to think it was somehow dangerous or false gods or demons, or things that were going to lead me astray. It's not, man. It's fine. It's fine. And actually, you kind of have to do the scary thing of stepping out of it, out of it to realize how fine it is. And um, the pastors 
and the leaders and 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 the home group leaders, the Bible study leaders, the the youth pastors, the the leaders of your church, they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna be game for that, most likely. Um, they're gonna condemn and condescend you and scold you for looking outside of of the system. Um, and maybe they in particular don't feel the need to keep you in control, but they're brainwashed too, man. They're they've bought the they've they've bought the farm too. They've drank the Kool-Aid. They are convinced and they're so steeped in that world that they cannot see beyond the veil. My message to you, believers of Jesus and those who would consider yourself a Christian, um, I just want to say, you know, consider that perhaps you shouldn't be so sure of what you know. Just just as a, even as a personal experiment um, to, to, to make sure that one is not so arrogant as, as to be absolutely certain of what's going on here when the confirmation of that only comes after death, you know? So please do explore. Please look outside of the realm that you are in um, and I don't think I'm even calling you, well, I, I know I'm not, but within within the framework of what you might be thinking or believing or what you've grown up believing, um, it might feel dangerous. It might feel scary. might feel scandalous. Um, you're fine. It's all right. You know, do the brave thing and take a step out of that and see what happens. You can always return. It's not like, I, I, I'm not I'm not saying go live some wild promiscuous life of partying I, I i just mean look into other ideas and possibilities and and just have a healthy amount of skepticism and question you know where really did these ideas come from that i'm forming my life around um where where does my interpretation really root from because even as a thought experiment as a personal experiment uh, I would propose that that will be valuable to you. So, all my love, all my understanding, um, and anybody who comes at me in the comments or through messages trying to say, but the Bible says this about false prophets, or the Bible, you know, God says this about this passage, da-da-da. Um, it's like, man, I, you, that, that's not going to work on me. I used to be you, okay, my friend. Um, I, I was once there and I understand where you're coming from. Um, and it's all right, but, uh, you, you know, don't waste your breath on me and don't, don't waste your prayers on me because I'm good, man. Um, and I would like you to be good too. So I do a podcast about this sort of stuff called Zeitheist. Uh, there's a couple episodes out now. It's in all the places you can get podcasts and this very talk is a, a part of that you know it's an inquiry into the world of spirituality into deep meditation practices into the world of the occult even and along with some fun sort of music creativity artsy stuff infused in there as well and having a sense of humor about these things because some of it can just be so god-awful serious and it is serious and it's real and i take it seriously and uh, my practice is uh, sincere, utterly. But we also got to realize this universe has a sense of humor too. 
um, or otherwise we wouldn't. So check out Zeitgeist. YouTube is the best place to see it because uh, you get the video form with all the with all the bonus stuff, but it's also on the podcast places in audio form only. I do a Patreon. Who doesn't these days? Uh, if you like what I do, if you appreciate what I do, send me some shit over there, okay? If you don't want to, I don't give a shit. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here. Take care. Ask big questions. Do the scary thing. You only live once. Take risks. Move towards the thing that is most scary to you, all right? It's fine. It's fine. I mean, stay within the rules of society and don't hurt anybody. But, um, yeah, look into that deep, scary shit, you know? Namaste. Be well. Blessings of the Divine Mother upon you. You know, shaking my little, the little Pope thing. Okay, ending the stream.